Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. I could not be more 
excited that on the first day of the fourth quarter, as we charge into making this the most amazing year ever, we have a legend, legend, somebody who has changed my life beyond the, I, I wouldn't even know where to begin, the amount of changes in my business, in my scale, in my personal relationship with my kids. I can go on and on and on. I am so excited to have the one and only Mark Victor Hansen with us this morning on the Breakfast with Champions. Good morning, Mark. How are you? Mark, you want to unmic? You want to hit the little icon on the bottom right? Yep. Thank you for telling me. I was bragging already on how well you did in that introduction. It just touches oh, my listen, heart. Listen, I am so excited you're here. First of all, I want to say thank you because you are on the uh, West Coast, so it is not even five o'clock in the morning yet. So good morning, nope. and thank you for that honor. Um, I I am I am so excited to have this this conversation because the impact that you and your work has had on me, my team, my fifty three thousand employees is beyond any measure where I could say thank you strong enough. I mean, it's absolutely. And so for anybody who doesn't know who Mark Victor Hansen is, let me just do a really quick um, uh, co-author of Chicken Soup for the Soul that sold, hang on tight, folks, 500 million books. He has spoken in front of over 6,000 audiences worldwide. He is uh, either co-authored or authored 307 different books. I'm uh, just going to give you a couple of them that I think absolutely should be on everybody's bookshelf. Power of Focus. Mm -hmm. We talk about that a lot here in Breakfast of Champions. The Aladdin Factor, Dare to Win, one of my favorites, One Minute Millionaire. We're going to talk about his new work here in just a second, so hang on, and absolutely you need to be taking notes. Um, Mark, your work has been in circulation just literally across the globe. I, there's so many people that have studied your work and have become speakers and teachers because you paved the way. Um, first of all, I want to say thank you. And more importantly, um, this whole uh, Glenn Lundy founded Breakfast of Champions. We're always talking about the deep work that has to be done in order to really live life as a champion. And you have basically coined it um, for, for years. I have uh, one of the, I'm looking right here, to the, um, one of the quotes that you have that I actually hold above my office space um, that, that really helps me stay focused every single day on where am I going, how do I need to show up, and what that actually looks like. Um, and the fact that you, your quote here is, with the right principles and mentors, you can easily create the life of your dreams. Um, True. And, and, and it sounds hard to believe, right? But we have a tendency to think about the life that we want, and then we pull back going, oh, that might be a little too grandiose. Um, but you've built, you literally have built champions. You've built some of the best leaders of our time. Um, when you look back now, and I know this may not even be possible, but when you look back, is there something that you go, this was one of my proudest moments? What a great question. I, um, 
again and again, you know, after 144 people turned down Jack and I for chicken soup for the soul, and a lot of you won't, ah, he didn't really get turned on. Yeah, well, Jack is a third in his class at Harvard, so he is really smart, but I'm a street kid from a blue-collar city with a father that's a, a baker and a very nice guy, but you don't make any money at five cents a roll back in the prehistoric days. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm a little younger than most of you. I'm 73 years young. I never get old, so... Um, I'm going to live to be 127. In any case, the uh, proudest moment would be when we blew past selling a million and a half books, and then all of a sudden we blow past a half billion books, and everyone said, you know, the reason 144 people turned us down is because I had a grandiose vision. Because Solomon, the richest man of all times, you read the Bible and you understand it, the scholar in Solomon says he was worth $4 trillion, that's spelled with a T, not a B or an M, $4 trillion, and Solomon said, without vision, we perish. Therefore, if you got vision, you flourish, right? If you transliterate it. And I always wanted to flourish. And, and right now, my goal is to sell a billion books, which that makes me a little over halfway to goal. And you say, well, why do you want to do that? Because, you know, one of the guys we talk about in this new book called Ask, The Bridge from Your Dreams to Your Destiny, a guy named Peter DeMandis, who I think Dr. DeMandis is an amazing human being. And Peter said, what are you going to do during this decade, this 10 years, to touch 1 billion people in a positive and effective way. I've transliterated his words a little bit because I'm not looking at his exact quote. But the point is, every one of you has the possibility to touch a billion people. Now, I've listened to everybody for the last half hour, and I thought, wow, what a great group here. And and what I want to do is just, I got another new book out right now called How to Think Bigger Than Never Thought You Could Think, because the size of your thinking determines the size of your result. The size of your questions determines the size of your result. So when I had people come to my seminar and say, I want more money, I just hand them a quarter. And I said, well, now you got more money. He said, no, 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 that's not what I meant. Well, that's what you said. So how much do you want? Do you want to make, if you want to make 100000 a year, that's, you know, 250 work days. If you take holidays off, um, you know, at $400 a day, there's a hundred grand because we're talking about money. But if you had one zero, 4,000 a day, could you do it? And and the young man said, I'm 24 and I just had a baby and I got a house and all that. Why don't you go to make a million a year? Because it is doable now. It is more doable now than ever before in history. And I know I'm over answering your question and waxing on, hopefully poetically and insightfully and inspiringly. Amelia, I'll go back to you for a question. <laughs> well, so, so I just want to give some people some cons. So, and I'm going to date myself as well. So to over 20 years ago, probably right around 20 years ago, um, I attended a YPO event, Young uh, Young President's Company, uh, I'm sorry, Young President's Organization. So I had graduated from what used to be YEO, Young Entrepreneurs Organization, and I had leveled up to YPO because my company was doing over 100 million, and you were the keynote speaker. Um, and not only did I take copious notes, but I had the opportunity to stand in line and talk to you for a moment. I was a younger girl then. And you said to me, are you asking the right questions? Because I was going on and on and on because I was getting ready at that point in time um, to sell my company. Uh, it ended up getting sold to Clorox. I didn't know that at the time. Um, Congratulations. And Thank you. Um, that was a painful process, process. Let me just tell you that. But anyway, you, what I was, I was deliberating in my head, right? Because I was in the process of trying to get uh, sell something that I built 
and it was like my child and I was holding it very close to my chest. But what was the reason why I went to the YPO event was um, I was in denial that I was in the way of my company. It was my company. I was the CEO. I built it, grew that team, and I was the problem. And that is why I went and specifically because I knew that you were going to be the speaker. And you looked at me dead in the eyes and said, are you asking the right questions? And I was like, I was looking for answers and it never dawned on me that maybe I was off to the wrong start, right? I was asking the wrong questions and trying to answer and it was leading me uh, absolutely just nowhere's land. And so you have this power of getting to the root of leaders beyond what we can actually see and feel beyond our instinct but yet you seem to know it it's like this weird sick sense internal wisdom that you have about the problem and i just want to know if you've always had this weird insight did you always know that you were going to be turned down that that many times and yet you were still going to see the light have you always known that your path was going to land so impactful well i think everybody listening is here to have phenomenal not normal not mediocre but phenomenal impact every one of you like somebody said like i think your title says is a genius and when i was in graduate school i was at a Buckminster, Dr. R. Buckminster Fuller is arguably Einstein's best uh, guy, but he's, you know, had 15 doctorates from Harvard and invented thousands of things like geodesic domes and dimaxing cars that ran in alcohol, ethanol, and methanol back in the 30s. So, you know, Bucky just said, hey, look, we can make the world work for 100% of humanity. We can make everybody physically and economically successful for the first time. And I tried to be him. And I bankrupted myself back in 1974 when the oil embargo hit because I built the Wall Street Racket Club, Botanica Gardens, Aviaries. I'm a 26-year-old hotshot, so I'm bankrupt and upside down. And then I did exactly what I've heard here today is that <clears throat> already as a champion, you've got to go back and read self-help action books. Now, I've, I've written even more than she said. I've now written 318, and I'm very, very thankful for them, and I hope you'll read some of my books, listen to some of my audios, and maybe watch some of my YouTube videos if that's of inspiration to you. And, and now that seminars are happening again, just like rock concerts, I hope you'll come out. We're doing a couple in Vegas and different places. Anyhow, um, because a speaker can change your life, a book can change your life. And, and I've had books change my life again and again and again. And, and I so her question about, you know, how good can your imagination be is really the question because there's out of sight, meaning you've got 2020 vision with your eyes, but each of us can have insight, and insight happens when you go into that secret place of the Most High, that inner place inside you, and you not only serve yourself, but you say, I'm going to see myself serving and sourcing everybody that I meet today to their highest and best self, because you've got two selves in you. You've got a human sense of self, and, in, and I'm going a little spiritual on you all, but you also have a divine sense of self, a God sense of self, because you're made in the image and likeness of God. So you're God stuff, good stuff. And the difference between good and God is one zero. And the question is, how far can you go? How high can you go? Because when the game's over, when you take somebody who's talking about taking their last breath, when you take your last breath and look back at just your physicality, what did you do mentally, physically, and spiritually? How much of your potential did you live up to? Because if you look up at the sky vaults of God, they're infinite. 
Now, if they're infinite and you're made with infinite stuff, then everyone's got infinite. And yes, she went through all the processes with Clorox that, you know, dragged her through the mud. If I understood what you said right, Amelia, the the point is every one of us is going to have that. You get challenged and tested because this is called the University of Life, and and the question is how far can we go? How high can we reach? And and I'm going to do one more thing, and that is, <clears throat> I was on a great podcast uh, called uh, Bestsellers with um, Mark Devereaux with Amazon Bestseller List, the top list you can get on. And uh, he's interviewing me, and he says, you're the Roger Bannister of books. And I said, wow, well, thank you. Roger Bannister, as most of you remember, was a guy who ran the four-minute mile in 1953 as a medical doctor. And before he did it, everyone knew that it couldn't be done. Your heart would jump out of your chest. You'd die on the track. Anyhow, he did it, and then I said, Mark, do you know what happened the next week? He said, no clue. I said, well, next week, 119 people did it. Why? Because one person breaks through, all of us can. And the same in business today. You know, three years ago, there's not a trillion-dollar company, and now we in Apple broke the news, and then now we've got five trillion-dollar companies. We've got two two-trillion-dollar companies. i got to do one more thing. I'm a fan of Elon Musk. I just love this guy. He's got such courage. He sent a silver medal to um, Jeff Bezos, Mr. Amazon, yesterday because he's doing more in space. Oh, yeah, than, yeah, he and, did, and, yeah. And I thought, what a <laughs> yeah, great idea, man. He, he just does cool him, stuff. I texted him, and I was like, man, that was brilliant. I go, I, that, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to borrow that because there's a lot of people that, you know, I like to uh, mentally compete with. And I, and I think, you know, you have to give them a, a, a silver and a bronze, right, just to say, I'm going to just whoop your butt. Yeah. And, and the goal is if you really do something – noteworthy and and all i'm doing is i'm <clears throat> setting a new hurrah because i i think i will sell a billion books because we've started another company called mark victor Anson library which i can talk about if you want but the the, the fact of the matter is that i've said it and a lot of people are saying well i'm going to beat you and i said go for it i haven't stopped working so you know i could have stopped working at 31 because you want to make all the money you need to make so you can go do this stuff you really want to do it needs to be done that'll make everybody better off and no one worse off that's the critical element of life is that you're not you're not here to compete with anybody but yourself this is is really a you know if you're in your zone if you're in your lane if you're in your art form and every one of you out there has a great commanding talent and ability and that's why when we wrote this book ask the bridge from your dreams your destiny my wife and i wrote it together and we said hey look you are coded with greatness and what we're here to do is have you get if you're going to get a copy of our book ask ask exclamation mark you get it wherever you get it but it's easiest to get it amazon and any form you want but the point is if you'll do it with one other person go through all those critical questions like amelia said you will re-sculpt yourself to excellence. And let me just give you the metaphor. I, it, we go to Italy a lot. Yesterday, I was invited to Italy to talk at something really important, which sort of wowed me. I thought, wow, talk about a defining moment. I was invited. To, I can't even talk about it, actually. It's, a, it's one of those kind of things. But you go, wow, I never thought I'd get invited to that. In any case, at the Vatican. But I thought, well, that's cool. And I'm not even Catholic, which is even cooler. So um, the, the point is, is it when when you go to Italy and, and if you go to Florenza and you go to see what Michelangelo did with the greatest sculpture in history, David, and I've seen it four or five times, what he they said, how you make it, David? He said, I chippy out everything, not David. The point is all of us got to chip out the negativity because every one of us has got doubt, fear, indecision, procrastination, naivete, guilt, and, and we got to work 
full time for the rest of your life on it. And the only way I know to do it is read positive books, hang out with positive people, think positive thoughts and decide how far you want to go in life. And then life's exciting. Now, the flip of that is we have 130 people committing suicide today. And for the most part, other than COVID, it is because they're in some mental pain because they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing, manifesting their greatest talent, their greatest skill, their greatest ability, their greatest beingness, because you're a human being, you're not a, and, and you're a human becoming. You've got to be it to do it to have it. Did I over answer your question? <laughs> no, it's brilliant. I can listen to you for So why ask? What, 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 what was the root inside of you that was like, I have to write this book? Well, Crystal and I have traveled around to 80 countries, and we meet all these people, and, and they're wonderful. But they're living below their privilege. They're living below their opportunity. They're living below their expectation because they go, I get up every day. I go to work, I come home, watch a little TV, and then I go to bed. Do you think I'm going to stay up and read a book at night or I'm going to listen to your damn audios or watch you on video? You're crazy. Well, no, it's not, you're not doing it for me. You're doing it for you, right? I mean, out of 100, 318 books, one of them's got to touch your soul. But the Ask book, we're saying, hey, wait a second. All of us got to ask in three channels. Ask yourself, ask others, and ask God. And when I was bankrupt and upside down, and I've got, I'm living in a rental place in Hicksville, Long Island, New York for a hundred dollars a month. I got three roommates. I'm, I'm trashed. I just crashed and burned and lost everything. And, and, uh, I kept saying, okay, God, what is it you want me to do? Come on, come on, fess up. Or do you want me to just slash my wrist? Cause I lost everything. And I unfortunately thought my self-worth and net worth were the same. They are not ladies and gentlemen, you're important. If you haven't got a penny, you're important if you're upside down. When Trump had lost all of his money, it was $4 billion upside down. He was with uh, his second wife. He said, that bum's richer than I am because I owe $4 billion. <laughs> sort of a funny line. Anyhow, um, I'm sleeping in a sleeping bag in front of another guy's room. And I say, okay, God, what am I supposed to do? He said, no, what do you want to do, Mark? And I said, I want to talk to people that care about things that matter. It would make a life transformative difference. I go to my, that was miracle number one. God told me, so what do you want? Because you and I got to get definite with the infinite. The infinite's infinite. It's got everything. It's God's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. The point is, it's all there. You and I got to decide to do it. And I have me, I got the, somebody paid me a ton to write a biography, and I'm writing it about one of the biggest religious guys of all times out of New York, anyhow, who became my best friend. Um, a different story. I can do it in a minute. But the point is, at that time, first miracle, God tells me, what do I want? I say, I want to be a professional speaker. I go to my three roommates. I say, you guys know anyone that's young, not a cotton top, meaning a white-haired person, not a celebrity, a Broadway star, a lawyer, a doctor, talking and making money. And the guy said, yeah, kid out here in Hopog, Long Island, New York, that's a superstar. He's helping all of us in the worst real estate market, same as auto market. When the market's up or down, that's what it is. And right now, I understand all the problems with the car sales. I got it. One of my sons does $50 million a year in cars. So um, anyhow, the, the point is, it was amazing. It, it was just blowing my socks off that this guy said, you got to go see this guy. I rush out to Hopog Long Island. Okay, gave me a ticket, second miracle. I watched this guy mesmerize a downtrodden audience. I was there early enough to see everyone who was despondent, disconsolate, pissed off, upside down. And all of a sudden, this guy starts goofing with him, being silly, and saying, you've got infinite potential. I go up to him at the end. 
third miracle. I said, look, let me take you to lunch. I want to learn how to do what you do. He said, look, get a real job. You'll never make it. He was a little older than I was. And uh, took him to lunch, became my mentor and helper. And and uh, he said, if you stay out of real estate, kid, and you sell in the life insurance business, it's a bottomless pit for motivation. Uh, um, you know, I'll never see you again, but good luck. Well, two weeks later, we came back. I had more talks than he did because I called on 10 people a day. I was faithful. Somebody gave me a directory. And and Tony Robbins and I are the only two guys I know that did a 1,000 talks a year the first three years in the speaking business. Because the point is, if you take massive action, you're going to get massive results. Take minimal action, you get minimal results. Take no action, you get no results. If you major into minors, you're going to be a minor. If you major into majors, and you take risks with your emotions, risk with your spirit. You say, okay, God in me, what is it that I could do if I was, if I really exemplified what's possible? What would, what could I do if I really had a mastermind partnership where two come together and they have the spirit of 11? And, and the best example of that, just real quick, is Andrew Carnegie, the richest man of, of his time. And, and today he'd be worth a, a gazillion, but and, you know, he made it during the industrial age in America. And you can watch that on Netflix if you want. Great videos on him, and and I'm really impressed. But and you, and if you get to New York again, go to 95th and Fifth Avenue, and go to a 60,000 square foot house where everybody stayed from presidents, because there were no hotels, there were no Hiltons and Marriotts, and and you know whatever. Anyhow, so the point is, Andrew Carnegie, with a third grade education, says. <clears throat> Authors are the wealth of the world. Wow, what a great line. And the second line he's got in marble on his walls that he wrote was, no man or woman can get rich without enriching all others. And the third is you got to have a mastermind where you have two or more people agree, right, toward a definite major goal. Then you become a no-limit, fully functioning, self-actualizing human being that can go accomplish greatness. Well, luckily, Chip and I met every Friday afternoon at four o'clock in the afternoon, and, and I talked to my wins and losses and the problems and the questions, and he always had the answer because I expected him the answer did it. And my wife, who's a quantum physicist, amongst other things, says quantum physics is real easy. You get what you expect to get. So if you expect to lose or not get a sale, you're not going to get sale. If you expect the business to sell, you'll sell. If you expect to be able to buy a home at 24, which is wonderful. I congratulate that young guy for doing it. And and when the guys had get two homes, make sure the second home is an income producing home and then buy one of those a year for the rest of your life. That's why you said you love my book, One Minute Millionaire. And I said, look, there's a million ways to make a million. There's one right, perfect, easy, acceptable way to everybody to become a millionaire, right? And, and uh, you know, if you've got that much opportunity, oh, and it's in America. There, ladies and gentlemen, there's nobody swimming to Cuba right now. Cubans are swimming here. Haitians are coming here a little bit. On My parents were legal immigrants, so I'm, I want legal immigrants coming into America. So I do have a position. Okay, sorry, I over-answered that, didn't I? <laughs> Not at all. And so after reading that book, and again, I, it is well-worn and still sits on my shelf. Um, I started everything in my life is an asset, right? Uh, my cars are on Toro. Uh, my home's rent for movies and photo shoots and parties and you, you all kinds of stuff. I mean, other than the four kids, pretty much everything else is working, right? All working. I have a big appetite for things, but those things have to generate income for me or they're not in my life, right? And so that 
book changed my way of looking at things to say, how do I generate income from this want or desire? How do I generate income um, from everything that I see that's in my life? And, 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 and it just was a, it was a paradigm shift for me. Um, that I, and I, and, you know, I mean, Gary V does it with his garage sales. He's like, all around you is an opportunity to make money. You just have to see it. You have to learn how to see it. And what I like about your new book is that, again, a paradigm shift, right? Learning the skill set to identify what we want and how to ask for it, right? That is the hesitation. I find it just for myself, and I am like nowhere near your level, is that when people get time with me, FaceTime or, or uh, you know, via, the, via the, the digital or social, they're not, at, they're not really asking me what it is they need to ask. They're making a lot of noise because they're not sure what they want, right? They missed the opportunity to go in for the ask because they haven't done their work yet. And I want to really dig into how you came to this philosophy of being able to say, You've got to be able to ask for what it is that you want in your need, or you're never going to get to the life that you want to design. Well, I love listening to you, and I'm so proud of you accomplishing that. And I want to frame it for the rest of you, which you said about our book, One Minute Millionaire. I wrote it with Bob Allen. I'd, I'd been partners in two companies with Bob Proctor, who I'm sure all of you know. Uh, Bob is one of the reigning geniuses of our times. He's now 87, and he's going to have a million of us come to his birthday party in Vegas when he turns 100 in just uh, 13 years. And he'll pull it off. I'm coming. He's, I'm coming. I'm coming yeah. for Mr. Bob. Yeah. Well, Bob and I. So Bob flies back from from um, from Taipei to L.A., which that's another thing. we got to pray for Taiwan staying safe, ladies and gentlemen. we just got to keep free enterprise free, and that's the most free enterprise place in the Far East. I've been there a ton of times, 80 times I've been to China, and China's got some problems right now. Anyhow, uh, Bob flies back and calls me at 2.30 in the morning. There's before cell phones and says, hey, Mark, um, I think what everybody wants is to make a million dollars, and what they want to do is they want to make it in one year. And I said, yeah, I agree with that. You and I have made it over a million, so let's do a seminar. And we started this seminar, but the principle that we created was MSIs, multiple sources of income. Now, when I taught that at one of the meetings with Bob Allen, Bob Allen, who had written Nothing Down, sold 20 million copies of a book on how to 50 ways to buy real estate for nothing, which is a great book. But Bob had, had said, I'm going to just change it to multiple streams of income. And I said, I don't care what you call it. And that's exactly what you just heard Amelia say is that she's got multiple streams of assets because you want, if you've only got one stream of income, you've got a J-O-B. It means you're, the acronym is just over broke. You want a real MBA, a millionaire's bank account. And ladies and gentlemen, that's a minimum. It's not a maximum. If you listen to some of the educators, even in schools, the best universities, well, you just get a job and work for the rest of your life. And one of my, I said Elon Musk, his partner, who is going to be the first personal trillionaire, Peter Thiel, because he's now giving $100,000 scholarships to smart kids not to go to college. And uh, the first 10, three of them have already become billionaires in two years. So it does matter who you hang out with, right? I want to hang out with Peter Thiel. And he happens to be coming to Arizona where I live in Scottsdale uh, because he's helping somebody do something here. And and I get to be invited to the meeting. So I'll meet Thiel. And you ought to read his book called Zero to One. But Peter is, is one of those guys that is a contrarian. He's the richest guy in Silicon Valley and does stuff different than anyone's done before. The point I'm saying is that Everybody 
has million dollar money making ability. And if you make it fun and exciting and don't let, you know, the deal is you own the money. Don't let the money own you. You own the business. Don't let the business own you. You wake up every morning and decide to define yourself and defend yourself. How do you want to have it happen? And let me go through two parts of that real quick because she asked a question and I had to go backwards just a little bit and, and say how she does say what I think she learned from my book. In any case, when you start asking yourself, we say, ask yourself, ask others, ask God. It, we've got some great specificity questions. I'm going to jump out of just money making to relationship. I went through a really painful, very extraordinarily expensive divorce and was single for a long, long time. And then I wrote down, I said, well, look, if I want a woman, I don't want a gold digger for my wallet. I don't want somebody marrying me for my wallet because I'm really well off. I want these things. And I started writing them down. I wrote literally, I put it in Chicken Soup at the Soul 20th anniversary issue, 267 things I had to have in my ideal mate. My, I wanted a soulmate that had, she had to be monogamous. She had to be a good dresser. She had to, just, as we heard early on this half hour before we began, you had to have, decide to have physical, you know, prowess. She had to want to travel. If both of us had kids, our kids had to like each other. But it was, and then you never cross out your goals. These are attributes, characteristics, desires, decisions, and, and demandments I had. I never told Crystal when we met any of that stuff until after we got married. And then I showed her, I said, and you write down in purple behind every goal you get victory because the reason you got to do that is because all of us have the vicissitudes of life. That big words for meaning your life pulsates, it goes up and down nobody's life is all up. All of us get hit in the solar plexus, mentally, physically, financially, socially, spiritually, and go, why did that psychic whammy hit me? I didn't do anything. Anyhow, we all get that sooner or later. It, 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 there's no straight road to anything. So the point is, I wrote down all the stuff that I wanted of my ideal woman, and I, I way outmarried myself, but I didn't get my soul mate. I actually got my twin flame. We mirror each other 100%, and we've been with the other unfortunately because of covid confinement cocoon which i'm opposed to at a lot of levels when i know i'm not supposed to talk to such things but is it um you know we got to break out we got to get back to free and back to free enterprise ladies and gentlemen my position and opinion a hundred percent so um we married and when we met at this great author 101 meeting uh, it's 9.30 at night. Uh, she's in a VIP room, and I'm in. I'm thronged with people surrounding me, asking me stuff. But I see some woman, it turned out from El Salvador, wiped out red um, <clears throat> wine all over her white uh, pants. And I go break through the crowd, grab her hand, say, I know where the <clears throat> uh, club soda is. Can I take you to it so you can save your clothes? And it was so heroic. It was so fun. And yeah, talk about a crowning moment. Anyhow, after we get done with that little game, I say, "Have you? are you hungry? It's 9.30. She said, I'm starving. I said, me too, but I can't stay on the property. A thousand people want two minutes of my time, and it just isn't going to work. Can I take us off, off offshore, so to speak? We were in Hollywood, and I went to the best restaurant. Well, hell, there's 50 people there in line, and I'm not going to get in under any circumstance. So I just walk her up. And for those of you who you can look online and see my wife just has plucrotrudenessness emanating out of every pore of her being, but she just carries herself with such class, style, dignity, essence, glory. I mean, it just emanates out of her. Uh, she is a, a spiritually profound. In any case, the guy sees her and thinks she's a movie star because she has that carriage and says, okay, I give up. Who is she? 
remember now, we were teaching ask. How do you ask for and get everything you want? And I'm joking with the guy, but I said, you don't recognize her? Now his mind's on steroids. He's going through everything on People Magazine, InStyle, Vanity Fair, you name it, Cosmo, and he can't figure it out. And he says, okay, I give up. Who is she? Now, we're both of Danish descent fortuitously. And I said, she's a queen of Denmark. And he says, no, she's not. And then all of a sudden he goes, oh, my gosh, she is. Who are you? Back to questions, ladies and gentlemen. Questions will make all the sales in your life. I said, who are you? I said, well, who travels with the queen? He says, oh, my, you're the king. Hold on one second. And there are 50 people out there waiting. They've been waiting maybe an hour or longer. And, and we just got straight in, got the best table, got the chef. So do questions work? They are the most wonderful. They, they cause illumination. They call insight. They call uh, expectation. They call results. And you can't ask yourself a question without getting an answer. So the danger is when you, I told you about my going bankrupt, I said, I said, oh, my God, what if I go bankrupt? I check a book out of the biggest library in the world, New York downtown library, uh, how to go bankrupt by yourself. So if you ask the wrong question, you go the wrong direction. That's what Amelia was saying. And if you ask the right question, how do I be healthy? How do I be happy? How do I be sexful, successful? How do I find the right people or right person in my life? How do I find my right mastermind partner? How do I find the person, that, the who that can take my business, my ideas, my dreams, my talent and take it to the what we call it in business today is a moonshot some you know like john kennedy said let's land a man on the moon in this decade okay back to you amelia i just love your questions but they're so open-ended i want to give a million answers <laughs> no and, and we love it we love and, and again you know um i am also not quite as much as a fan as you as of your fabulous wife um but i was captivated by her uh you know when we spent time together in arizona um, I have an office and a house over there too. Um, she is absolutely a force to be reckoned with, but with such grace and beauty, but power. I mean, she can absolutely um, hold her own in any yep. uh, conversation, any business, whatever. She's going to brilliant, brilliant mind. And she is spectacular. Like she is dropped dead gorgeous. And together you guys make such an interesting power couple because in your presence um, from the spectator side, you can actually feel the transference of energy as you guys toggle back and forth. You know, as you amplify her and she amplifies you, it is a very interesting exchange of both respect and admiration. And um, that is, you know, when people talk about, you know, what they're looking for, what they're seeking, that's the same type of energy dynamic I look for in partnerships. I look for it in investments. I look for it in friendships. I, that's the circle. I call it the genius circle. I surround myself with because the energy around me is such a force of nature. There isn't any way I can fail, right? Because it's going to always be an energetic either awareness and learning which again may look like to others as a setback for me it's only a, just a reset because the momentum of the people in my life is what causes me to continue to go forward because just like you and crystal um i'm pushing to you guys as a destination i see or i feel and i'm like that is what i want i want that and then i work on myself to get closer to it um, and it's an, an energy exchange, right? I'll do this in order for that, but you have to first become it. Um, and you guys are an incredible couple and so much Thank fun. Thank you. 
um, and, and just beautiful to look at as well. And, you know, that's never a bad thing. <laughs> um, and so just so for people that are, that are listening, you are in uh, the Breakfast of Champions founded by Glenn Lundy. Um, I'm going to give away 10 of your books. Ask. So, folks, Thank if you. you're listening and you're interested, please just click on my profile, go right over to Instagram, and just uh, text me the word Mark, um, and we will help you actually do that. I want to open up, and uh, if you're willing to take some questions, uh, Randy and Sean, do you want to hop in here real quick, and then we will move it into some of the other people here on stage? Hello, Mark. This is Randy. We have been uh, <laughs> emailing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we have. How are you? This is a big, 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 big topic for me, and one of the shows I was most excited about. And I have a question for you. Sure. My struggle is earning the right to ask for something. Okay. When do oh, we know when we have earned the right to call or write and make that ask of another person? I've been lucky. In doing what I do, I have met a lot of people, and people will write me or call me and, and ask for access to person A, B, or C. And I mean, I know how it feels to be asked the wrong question. I know how it feels, and I'm going, really? You've never, ever listened to my podcast. You've never, you really, I haven't heard from you in five years that you want to meet so and so. So I know what it feels to have that reaction of, oh, that's a surprise. I also know what it feels like to have somebody ask for something from me, and I am thrilled to do it and actually want to go the extra mile and do more for them. Wow, I think you stated it all. But it, I, I, at the first part of your question, it sounded like you wanted to ask even bigger, and I think let's just stick with you rather than that. And I'm terrible at it, Mark. I'm terrible, terrible, terrible at it. Amelia knows I'm terrible at it. Okay, so let's just do it. I'm going to flip it right now. Right in the, in the Bible, in the chapter of Joel, it says, "Let the weak say I'm strong." So what I'm going to ask you to do is start saying. And by the way, ladies and gentlemen, we have a thing called the AskTheBookClub.com. AskTheBookClub.com. It's free. Join it, and and we will help every one of you. And and Chris and I meet with you once a month. The the point is, ask. I I'm asking you to tell yourself in Ask the Book Club. We're saying, hey, everybody, become a master asker. Just start every morning when you wake up, first thing, Randy, and everybody out there listening, tell yourself, I am a master asker. Because remember, you've got nine out of ten inputs we have are negative. So you, you've got to overcome a money, an asking rejection complex and put it into a master asking. And then before you go to sleep, really see yourself as if I was the best asker in the world for asking the stuff I want and asking to talk to the people I want, asking the people to come on to breakfast club or into my business or to sell for me or whatever it is, and just see yourself masterful. And in your mind's eye, remember, imagination is a friend end of all realization and materialization. Materialization meaning you can have all the money and the stuff and the assets and the things you want. So what? see yourself as a master's master. I mean, obviously, you know, if you look at the people who built America, like I'm looking at, I got a sculpture of Ben Franklin in my office, right? And I've been in the state room a lot of times when I'm in Washington, D.C., because I'm a Horatio Algier Award winner, and, and that's where we have our meetings. It's amazing that, you know, that guy became a master, and he was what we call a polymath. Now, that's the other thing I want to do. When you become a master asker, ladies and gentlemen, you become a polymath, which means you don't master just one subject. Like a lot of you say, well, you just write books. Well, no, I've written 318 books in different zones, so I've written a lot of stuff. 
and some of you are going to want to read it, I hope, and because it'll fit you and your kids and everything. The point is, is that every one of you has got polymath tendencies like Ben Franklin. Like he was, you know, starting at 14, he was writing and then he wrote, he invented and he created electricity and created the first classes, bifocals, did all kinds of cool stuff and then was Secretary of State and went to France and had a good time. The, the point is, every one of us has got polymath tendencies. Everyone says, well, you should be a lawyer, you should be a doctor, you should be a salesman, that's all you should do. No, no, you're here to do everything. If you start asking yourself, what are my desires? What are my interests? What are my passions what is it that what it and the real big one is what is my destiny and and the other in addition to master asking every night you go to bed and say what is my destiny well my destiny is to to my mark victor hansen's destiny is uh, you know to communicate uh to the people that care about things that matter that make a life-changing difference that'll impact them for the rest of their life positively so but you write your own thing and it's got to be in writing ladies and gentlemen i hope that was helpful was it helpful, Ray? Uh, oh, absolutely. I, I mean, I <laughs> we could do a whole show on that question. Um, well, invite me back, or or based on what Amelia said, we'll have to invite my wife back because she's she's a powerhouse of universe. She's a uh, an event of nature, I'll tell you. <laughs> just just the, the the concept of I am a master asker in and of itself is a breakthrough. That's well, right. Let me just you talk put that all over your all over your house, everywhere, sticky notes everywhere. Repeat it out loud so you can hear it. I'll oh, put a sign right. on the and, dog, Amelia. I'll have a sign on the dog. And do put it on your mirror so when you're shaving, or ladies, when you're doing makeup, you're looking at it and you keep saying, "I'm a master aster," and it just goes. It permeates, penetrates, fills the inner spaces of your being, and pretty soon you start saying, "I'm a master aster." I'm, I'm going to go talk to whoever because. Every one of us has been told something stupid by somebody stupid saying, you're shy, you're scared, you're a fraidy cat or whatever. And, and somewhere that branded us and you got to unbrand yourself because you, you don't even remember the guy said it to you when you're on the playground on a swing or something when you're five years old and fell and scraped your knee. And, and somewhere that's in that residual subconscious. And if you keep doing the overlay of I'm a master, it, by the way, anything you add to I am, you become. So why not decide that you're going to be a master at blank, right? And, and, you know, this is mastery comes, I am is really God's name in nature because the whole point of the Old Testament is Moses is, is stutters, right? And is big out on Mount Sinai and says, okay, big G, who am I going to tell them? Say, I got to go talk to my old brother, Ramsey, the Pharaoh. He ain't going to be happy that I'm taking, you know, all these Jewish people. I'm taking all these slaves and I'm going to take them and we're going to the promised land. He, what am, who am I to, boo, 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 boo. you know, he stuttered and say, who am I going to say sent me? He said, say that I am that I am sent you. So you're, it's not only Popeye, ladies and gentlemen, but only one of cartoons in the Bible that says I am is your most critical thing. So what you add to I am has got to be positive, uplifting enchanting because that's what molds and creates and sculpts your inner being so you get outer results i love that thank you so so much mr sean are you going to jump in here my friend yes thank you so much for having me amelia um i i'd love randy great question um i think that sometimes as well Mark, you're amazing, man. I just, I've been listening and, and I think what makes me laugh more than anything is when you say, um, did I answer that question too, uh, too much or did I say too much? <laughs> and, and then you giggle afterwards. That makes me laugh. Um, no good. I hope so. <laughs> so I, my question to you, it's, it's two questions. Um, sure. 
and and I always try to reflect on maybe some of the things that people have asked me, and I find myself um, stuck in answering it. Um, one is, what has been one of your most successful impacts on someone else? And the other is, who's been that to you? Um, and and I and I don't mean you know selling books or making money. But what moment in life where you were like, this was very impactful as you reflect back now in life and maybe who do you feel like you gave that to? Okay, I'm going to do the second one first. Uh, I got to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, I mean, you've heard Amelia say it, but my wife sculpts me each and every day. I mean, I, I you know, she was a she was the most prominent life coach here in Arizona and very expensive and all that. But um she sculpts me on a daily basis and shows me where I can get better, which, at, at, you know, the old me would have resisted and say, I'm a perfect person, and I am just the way I am. No, nah, that's a dumbass idea to answer it that way. So I let her sculpt me, and I listen, and I, I uh, do everything I can to keep self-improving because, you know, in, in self-improvement, the road to self-improvement is always under construction. It's a highway that never gets done, and and our highway of, of making ourselves a new, better us is important. So that's that. So I, I'd say Crystal is, is that for me now. And I'm deeply, profoundly thankful, even in conversations and in thinking and contracts and business and all that. Um, as for the people, I've had so many people help me in so many ways. When I wanted to be a professional speaker, I was listening and bankrupt. I'd sold my way through college. And somebody gave me an audio tape in the old days. Today, they, you know, you can do it on downloads on your telephone, which is wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. But then thanks to what Steve Jobs did. Um, in any case, it, it is amazing that this guy, Cabot Robert, who didn't start speaking until he was age 62, and he did a tape called either The Creature's Circumstance or The Creator. And when I was bankrupt and upside down, I had a tape recorder that was three feet long. I had a $400 pitted window, permanently air-conditioned Volkswagen uh, that had no heat. So I was freezing my buns off in New York after the bankruptcy court had correctly taken everything from me because I screwed up. I, I did it. Uh, I didn't see it coming, just like we didn't see COVID coming. But I didn't see the interest rates going to 28% or any of that stuff hitting all at once. It just was not invisible to my beingness. And it was, by the way, just so we do this fair, it was my best, worst experience. Like thinking, grow rich, Napoleon Hill says, every adversity has a seed of equivalent or greater benefit. But I'm listening to this guy's tape. And back to the last question about, you know, um, asking. I wasn't feeling comfortable to ask, but I wrote a letter to Cabot Robert, the dean of American speakers. He's a guy who trained Zig Ziglar and everybody trained me to. And now we've got a $30 billion speaking business when it's open uh, per year because uh, of this one guy, Cabot. Robert. Anyhow, I wrote him a letter and I said, hey, look, um, I want to do what you're doing. And when you come into New York, New Jersey, uh, Boston, or anywhere in the Northeast, I will pick you up the airport and take you anywhere you go. And I picked him up, my old beat up Volkswagen. He's as big as I am. I'm six foot four and weighed about 240 pounds and putting his foot through almost my rust on the floorboard. But he was such a dignified guy. He said, oh, Mark, you're going to make it and all that. And he cheered me on. And it was so helpful and and later on reflected glory i started a thing called uh, mega speaking seminars and mega book marketing and and uh, we ultimately did 100 million a year in that but it was amazing to me that um you know cabot helped me and i wanted to be reflected glory and help him because each 
each of us, somebody's going to be there to give you a hand up, but your job is to give somebody else a hand up behind you, not a hand out. You can do that too, because I really want you to be philanthropic and have so much, but make sure the charities really do what they say and it doesn't go to administration. Make sure administration gets less than 3% because a lot of these charities suck money. And and I every book I write, I, I, we tithe on. So I, 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 <laughs> again, I think I'm over answering your question, but it's just, these things are so fun to explore mentally for me because Every time I go on every interview, it's a different set of questions. So, I, you know, I don't have any pad answers. I just got to think it through on the spot. And I pray that it's helpful. I pray before I talk to you guys that uh, it will uplift your spirit and, and elevate you to a new level of thinking because seminars have done that to me and, and broken through. And I'll just give you one more example. You asked for one, and I'm going to give you two. When I was in graduate school, I was going to be a doctor of physiology, and the head of physiology had been at Harvard and got fired because he was 65 like everybody did back in the 60s. Your Harvard, Stanford, Yale, all those places fired you because you're 65. That's called ageism today. In any case, so my graduate, Southern Illinois University hired all those guys because they're just getting good at 65. You're just, now you really got your stuff polished. Anyhow, and refined. You've gone through the grindstone and you're polished up. Anyhow, the head of physiology, Dr. Alfred Richardson, who I loved, he was head of NASA's program at that time, and I just wanted to grow up and be him. He said, you got to go hear the smartest guy in the world, Buckminster Fuller. Now, this is just to humble me, but I go sit in the front row with 5,000 people at our auditorium, and Bucky Fuller, I'd never heard of him. And all of a sudden, this little guy comes out, and he says, we're going to talk about cosmogony, cosmology, epistemology, cartography, synergetic, energetic geometry. And in, in the first 10 words, I never heard one of them. And I had a four point and I'm cocky, arrogant. The big word is sophomoric, meaning I thought I knew something. I didn't know anything. And now I see somebody who's really wise, who's insightful, who's brilliant, who I could sit at the feet of. I went and back to asking, I asked him, I said, please, let me, I'll work free. I'll be an apprentice. I don't care. I just got to learn. The, the models that you've got, like systems theory and stuff that, that uh, you know, I'm still trying to implement because I really do, my goal is to make the world work for 100% of humanity physically and economically, thanks to Bucky making me sort of the ambassador of that, me and uh, my, Mike, Dr. Michael Benelli and myself and a few of us. Anyhow, it's really exciting. So when you have big challenges, you get a big life. And I really do believe I've lived 100 lifetimes in one, but I want the same thing for all of you. Because if you want an exciting life, you got to have exciting stuff to do, exciting people to be with, exciting challenges like the clubhouse early in the morning before dawn. <laughs> oh, and we're so glad you're here. So we're going to go quickly here. Uh, C-Rock, you want to um, go ahead and ask your question, and uh, Kwani, go right after him. Yeah, Mark, I met you out at Steve Sims Speakeasy, uh, I don't know, less than a year ago. And uh, one thing... trip. Oh, what a guy. What a <laughs> yeah, guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, I just wanted to ask you a couple questions real quick. One. Um, I know you're six foot something, so I know you don't get this. When people see me, the first thing they say is, you're a lot shorter than I thought you were. The other thing they say to me, <laughs> but I know you don't get that. The other thing they say to me is, oh, that's your wife? <laughs> so I, I, I want to say that. that about you respectfully because your wife is amazing. And uh, I just wanted to ask you a question here on the vision for your future. Personally yeah. or what have you, you just mentioned one part of it. But personally, what are you still looking to develop in yourself? What opportunities are there for you? Uh, as, as you know, personally? Well, I, I think, first of all, they're unlimited. And second of all, I, I'd say that the opportunities inside me are glorious, but I got I got six grandkids, and, and uh, I'll just tell you that one of them is so precocious. 
you know, and each one of them is totally different. So I don't want to understate any of them, but this, our little Everett, the, we, the first story we did in, in Ask, our book Ask, The Bridge from Your Dream to Destiny is about Everett because two years ago when we were starting to write it, we were in Hawaii on vacation before COVID and, and I own a company in Hawaii called Natural Power Concepts where we're doing devices that are so cool. We got pop-up urban windmills that are going to change the world and have plenty of clean, green energy and sustainability. We're a device company that I own. Anyhow, um, we're on the beach and, and all of a sudden, Everett had gotten a gizmo watch for Christmas, right? You and I would call it a Dick Tracy watch where you talk into your watch. And he's only allowed to call his parents. And he was six years old at the time. And us, his grandparents, and it comes on my phone gizmo which i knew then it had to be everett so i answered i said hello and he says grampy i said yeah he said are you alone i said well mimi and i are on the beach with probably a couple hundred people but yeah we're alone what do you want son because i said he said can i ask you a question i said look i've told you you can ask me anything anytime anywhere and i'll do anything i can to answer it if i'm available i'm yours and he says do you still write all those great books i said i think so Thank you. He said, can I write your next book? Now, he's six years old and asking that, which is profound because kids are, are the best salespeople in the world. They don't know the word no. It's like when I, because I've sold more books, Peter Goober, the guy who's got 50 Academy Awards who we have in the book. I interviewed Peter about how to be a master asker. And Peter said, you're so dyslexic, Mark. You think the word no means on. In any case, the, I want more for every kid on the planet not only my own kids and grandkids but every kid and we're waking them up we've started a thing called the mark victor hansen library and in two weeks you'll be able to go online and see the mark victor hansen library we want to help everybody write a book and we're going to help them do it literally we're going to be the biggest publisher in the world because we're going to help every 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 one of you publish your own book because a book gives you authority and expertise like you heard sim say the middle word in authority is author and i want you to be author of your life by asking yourself what do you want to do what do you want to be to do to have again i'm over answering and i know we're almost out of time so i'm thankful that you guys came to some of my seminars so i'm just such a delight and we did that seminar during covid and and in a private house and it was a joy everybody was in just such elation at least that's how i felt i hope you felt that way yeah, do you feel yeah, that way yeah Yes, thank you, and thank you so much. And one other thing, you you smile all the time, man. I, I just love that. That was the greatest part of uh, just meeting you. Well, thank you. I think all of us are every one of you. This thing, a smile. It takes less muscles to smile than to frown. And you and I are supposed to radiate. And I know some of you are probably not into spiritual stuff. Some of you are so young, and you haven't said I don't like church and all that. But the fact is, you're supposed to radiate the spirit of God and good out of your very soul. You are a soul with a body, and your soul and spirit, ladies and gentlemen, are eternal. You were before you came into physical in incarnation, which is really trippy stuff to think about. And and if you start watching the Gus stuff on Netflix about uh, the close encounter of the fifth kind with Dr. Stephen Greer, right? It's only your soul that's now connecting and is transpersonal to all these ETs, all the aliens that the extraterrestrials that are coming in. So we're in a we're in a most exciting time in human history if you're awake. It's the most debilitating time if you're asleep. Next question. Well, I want to remind everybody that we are going to be giving away 10 uh, of Mark's new book, Ask, 
uh, but I highly encourage everybody to go to Amazon and get it for themselves as well. Please, thank you. Yes, 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 please. Let's let's support the book. Um, And again, you can just hit the, just uh, ping me uh, a DM with the word Mark um, and we'll make that happen. Um, and uh, I want to, Mark, take, first of all, thank you for everything that you've done in my life. Uh, you and Crystal have my full support in anything that you do. The answer is yes. You don't even have to ask. The answer is already yes. Um, and I will definitely look to catch up with you guys when I'm back in Arizona. I want to Please. thank you for being here. It was early, early, early in the morning. and I. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.